Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a young kid, my father actually took me to search for the person that cooperated against him so he could kill him. And I knocked on the door. And he gave me a name to ask for at this door. And he said, you're going to go ask for this person. And... When he comes out, if he's home, I'm gonna kill him. You know, I'm 10 years old. He wasn't home. Things always work out for us, I guess. And over the years, like I could see him carry this hate. And because of him, my family suffered. I'm gonna make him suffer. I'm gonna make his family suffer. You could blame people for how you ended up a certain way, but you can only blame yourself for staying that way. And I felt like, okay, I could blame my family, my upbringing on certain decisions I made, but I don't have to stay that way. It was kind of preset because it was happening before you could make a decision. Like, if it's already around you. Growing up, only people that I seen have nice things was from my mom's life. Exactly. It was all hustling. It pre-made a decision for me to go down that road.
Justin Jackson. And I'm Charlie Webster. And this is Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down the drug law. For me, making a decision about who I wanted to be was the hardest thing I ever did. I had a microphone in one hand and a gun in the other. Is there such thing as a life outside of the cartel for Peter and Jay once they're in it? Well, Jay thought so. The challenge was to convince his twin brother Pete that there was a different path they could take. I said, hey, Peter, I need to talk to you about something. I said, what if we were to cooperate? Against Chapel. I couldn't even finish saying the last word when Peter like, you stupid motherfucker. Just started screaming, yelling. Ten days later, my phone rang one day, like two in the morning. And it was silent for a while. I said, hello? And he's just like, how would we do it? I said, we can't talk about this on the phone. I said, you need to come by. When Jay throws that story like that, sometimes it seems like it's real, like, without any thought into it. Kind of brainstorming or something. I think that I really took it in and just thought about it. Of course I don't want to go to prison. Who does? And it was a tremendously dangerous situation. I just about keeping my family safe and I think it was more fearful. And then, you know, sitting at home and thinking about it and thinking about really just wanting a way out, man. Just wanting a way out, wanting a way to just be there for my family, kill them a different way of life. My baby that was coming, like, just wanted something different. I wanted a better life for them. It made me think about the future. Like, what decision am I doing to give my family what they deserve? And one day it was too late. Like, am I just too far gone to even try to turn back? At the time, Jay had mentioned it. I was really upset because it was not in my mindset. He had this way to make everything sound really good and like fictitious almost. And I felt like he wasn't being, he wasn't understanding what he was saying all the way. So did you discuss it with Viviana before you went to speak to Jay? Yes, of course I did. What did you say to her? I mean, I remember telling her about what my brother had said and she listened. And you never really know what she's thinking, you know? And she listened and she was like shocked at my bringing it up like, well, what if it's something that we could do? I explained to her that I would go to prison though. And I remember pulling her in close and I'm like, let's just say in the worst case scenario, like they give me 10 years to do eight years if I cooperate against these people. She was like eight years and somehow I'm, it didn't sound bad to me. She was just like looking at me like, no, no, that's not what I want. Like we're having a baby. If I said that, you know, I thought this was 
the best decision for us is she trusted that. Even though she didn't want to hear that. You know, so when I made those decisions, I always thought of really taking away any kind of their selfishness because I knew that she trusted me. And I would tell her, like, imagine a time where we could put this behind us and just live normal. And we could be close to our family and just put all this life behind us, all those mistakes I made it. And she would tell me she just didn't want nothing to happen to me. And she didn't want us to be apart. I remember it was like evening, right? We're in Jay's house. We go upstairs and we go into the bathroom and he's like, you know, hold on. Peter, he shows up, him and Vivi show up. Hey, kids are sleeping. And I'm like, guys, come up, you know. So I was there, I said, come on, come up. They follow me, you know, I'm walking to our bedroom. And they come in, and I lock the door. And then I'm like, come in, like, like, hold on, leave your phones here. So we start taking our phones off me and P. And we put them in the bedroom bed. Which probably took you about half an hour. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we just threw them in the bed. And, and you know, Van Vier just like looking at us like, okay. And then I said, come in the washroom, come in. So in the bathroom. In the bathroom. We have a closet before. So I close the closet door. <laughs> then we walk across the closet and we go, I go close the other door and and at that time, we have a really huge shower. It was like a 12 people shower. And we have all a these- 12 people shower? Yeah, 12 person shower, yeah. And we have all these jets. It was like the newest thing that just came out from Moen. And, and it's like, I don't know, 16 shower heads. It's electrical and in order for me to get the water pressure, I had to put like these big old air compressors. You could hear the noise when they were going. Like, about the house, but when the shower heads were going, you couldn't hear anything. You know, because the shower heads were so like so much water coming out. And so powerful. powerful. And the 16 of them. Yes. So you could hear the air, like the and the compressor was somewhere downstairs in the the facilities room, and I turned on the shower. And Peter and we were like looking at us like, what the fuck? So we have a a big tub we have uh, somewhere to sit down and okay are you sure you want to do this no but how would we do it if we did it I didn't know what the fuck I would say to be honest I was just like everything I had thought about to a point I said listen if we know we could give them anyone they want. And if, you know, Samuel Bull got five years for 19 murder for a corporate and John Gotti, like, we'll be in a good situation. So I'm just thinking, at worst case, that we could get 10 years. And my brother's just like, go to jail for 10 years, huh? I'm like, yeah. I said, worst case. I said, but I wouldn't know we have to first try out and see and see how this works. It's weird because that conversation started to talk about family, like we're just talking about life. I said, look, we have to give our kids a better chance. It's the only way that we could get out this life. I said, and be with our family, with our wives. And I don't think none of us want the life that's coming for us. 
And I think that this will be our chance for us to change our life and do something different. But we're gonna have to sacrifice Okay, so how will we do it? He like, I don't know. I said, we're gonna have to really think of a plan because the minute we open our mouth, we're in trouble. That was hard too, you know, because you have to trust someone else. And and that didn't sit well. We even Val probably like asking a bunch of questions. I think we said, well, how will we do that? I said, well, we need to talk to our attorney. I think we'd have to trust him. Well, we're gonna have to talk to him and find that like, maybe we have him come down to see us and stuff. We could talk to him in person. And he's like, it's gonna take him a while to come. I would love to find out like, what we could do now, you know what I mean? Just so we're like, how would we talk to him? Like, well, we gotta send him a phone. Like, we're not gonna just talk to him on any phone and we're not gonna trust anyone. How are we gonna do that? And I was like, me and my brother both look at Val. And she's like, what? I'm like, babe, you have to go talk to him. She's like, why me? I'm like, because there's no one else. Why does Bibi go? And he's like, I can't go. You you were made for this, Val. You know, like, we're like joking. And I said, we'll talk to him beforehand. We'll send him a phone and we'll tell him. We have something to tell you, but if, you're, if you accept this, you're in it with us. And then she said, all right, I could go this week. But hold on, I said, hold on, hold on. I said, we can't tell anyone. We can't tell anyone because they depend on you too much. And everyone loves their life. And they're going to convince you guys not to do it. You guys just have to not say anything to anyone and keep it between us only. And we're like, okay, and whenever we need to talk, this is where we're going to come talk. And we're like, all right. It wasn't a simple conversation. It wasn't, we were there like talking about family, talking about past. We were getting caught up in those moments. It was crazy what I had just proposed, like to cooperate against the biggest jugglers in the world. I do remember even saying, like, Maya, Chapo, and Arturo. They have a $5 million reward for each of them. That's $15 million. I said, yeah, I'll give them all the money they want. Let me get those $15 million. That's all I need. How long do you reckon the conversation went on for? We were in that. Like, oh. For, like, at least an hour and a half, two hours. Because we would get caught up talking about, like, just our kids and our family and our future. Like, what would it be like? like I told them about the visits, you know, and the hours, like... I kind of thought about it. How were you talking about visits and hours? I guess it just was my, my life, right? My, I guess it's sad to say that, but my father being in prison, my brothers being in prison, and it's the life, I know how it works. I had no clue the sacrifices we were gonna have to make, you know, how long we were gonna have to wait, and the danger we were gonna put ourselves in. I was so focused on doing something good. I remember even saying that, like, like this is going to be bigger than Osama bin Laden. What we could do to the drug trade. 
discussed different scenarios. Mostly it was like Jay and I speaking about being safe. Now I want to tell you that I really appreciate that we had an attorney that we felt we could trust with our lives because imagine you had the wrong attorney. My brother and I felt like throwing out these names was like a no-brainer. And I felt like when we said I could serve him up, I mean, I could serve him up to you. Like, I don't think they understood that. We felt like that was three aces. And the fourth ace was that we would come in voluntarily. Bao had to go speak to the attorney. I know attorney since I was 10 years old. I know what he does, representing my brothers, my father. I respect him, right? I mean, you could only imagine. I'm in Mexico, and here we are. Four little persons, right? Thinking of this big old plan. We have no idea what's coming or how it's going to work. We went and made sure we had a new phone number. Bah, he actually took the phone. Like, we would have American phones with us as well. And I think we had a new phone, and we added a, a number. We got him just a phone. And we gave it the charger and we gave him the phone and said, first you're going to talk to him. And then you're going to explain to him that if he doesn't want to be a part of something that's really dangerous, he just could tell us and that's it. He don't have to answer this phone. But if he decides to, that he's in it for the long run, he's in it, he's responsible just like we are. I know this is going to sound bad, but it was our life, right? In a way, it was like we were almost like threatening him, like a scare tactic, because it was that serious, right? About she ended up going. We made sure we called him and said, hey, Bao's going, she's going to talk to you, it's important. So he was curious, he wanted to know. I still remember Bao saying, okay, I'm getting here. It was like the longest 15 minutes where we had the new phone just sitting there, me and Pete. In the bathroom, waiting. So you're back in the bathroom? Back in the bathroom, waiting, just waiting for the phone to ring. Jay, Peter, and Viv wanting me to go to Chicago was like kind of expected. I'm like, for sure, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I know it was a little nerve wracking because I didn't know how he was going to take it, the attorney. When I flew into Chicago, I went to his office to go see him and I had a phone with me. And the reason I had a phone with me is because it was a clean phone so Jay and Peter can have direct access to him. I sat down in his office and I'm like, listen, this is really important. You can't say anything to anyone. The suspense was killing him. Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? I said, Jay and Peter, they're thinking about cooperating with the U.S. government and we're going to need your help. And right away he gets up. Hold on. And he's like putting his finger over his mouth. And he's kind of telling me to be quiet. He's like, I have, in my ear, I have to check you to make sure you don't have a wire. And I was like, this is awkward, but okay. 
I'm going to show him because I knew it was a concern of him. But I'm like, okay, does he want to just like look at me or does he really want to make sure I don't have a wire on? Probably both, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I showed him because it was, we were kind of putting him in a bad situation because I know that he's a trial attorney and cooperating with the U.S. government was not what he was known for. We thought that he would be totally against it. But I think that because he saw how desperate, the desperate look in my eyes and what I was telling him that they wanted to do, as far as who they were willing to give up, he knew it was that serious. Right away, I'm like, let me call them. This is a clean phone. They want to talk to you directly and they could kind of explain everything to you. So that's what I did. I just passed the phone to him and he was just pacing back and forth talking to Peter and Jay. We're so nervous. So did she tell you? He's like, are you guys out your fucking mind? You know, at first it was like one of those. And he's like, are you serious? He sounded scared, nervous. Like, are you for real? Wow, I think it's time. We want to change our life. We want to do something different. What do you think? He's like, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Let me think if this is the right thing. And I said, listen, we work with the three biggest drug lords in the world. We could cooperate against them. We have to be able to get a good deal. And he's like, you know, ask questions and stuff like that. I think that he even joked around about a few things. And he said, I'd have to find out. Are you guys just sure you guys want to do this? Are you guys going to be safe? We're like, don't even bring that word up. Of course not. And he's like, okay, let me find out. Do not tell anyone. I'm telling you right now, your life will be in danger as well. She almost had to put that reminder on him. Yeah, at first it was like, don't, if you tell someone this, they're going to like want information. There's too many close ties, right? I said, plus our family's here. The kids are here. Like, you have to understand. When you tell someone, you'll be putting us in danger. I said, whoever you talk to has to be, like, top secret. Just like that. You're like, okay, I'll get back to you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Afterwards, I was like, listen, you know, I'm really sorry that we're putting you in this position to begin with, but our family really needs your help. They've come up with this plan and they really need you to facilitate that for them. We really want to come back to the U.S. and I think that they're willing to do whatever is needed possible so they can actually change your life and, and turn themselves in. They want to just do the right thing, and we really need you for that. And he was like, I get that. He's like, and I respect that. And I'm definitely going to make my calls right now. And I was like, thank you so much. And I gave him a big hug and left the office and got back on the plane. On the way back, I was focusing on, oh, my God, what are we doing? What is going to happen? What is going to come out of this? What is the government going to say? What are they going to put themselves in the middle of? We're telling an attorney that represents cartel members that you want to cooperate against. Cartel members. Yeah. yeah. And you have to hope that he's not going to say anything something to the wrong person that could cause our whole family being wiped out. And just having that in the back of your mind while you're still in Mexico. And still where day-to-day business is still going. You know, I was able to speak with the attorney myself. He's like, you sure you want to do this? And again, I just remember telling him, look, man, I got three names. I told him I have Chapo, Maya, and Arturo Beltran. And he's like, who? What's weird is that I thought I was going to get a response like fast, and it wasn't like that. It was slow and weird and scary to think that there wasn't like a quick response, quick follow-up. 
I remember when the attorney first told me that he actually was able to reach out to an agent. And this was the first time I talked to him. And he says, I'm going to put you on the phone. Are you comfortable with that? And I'm like, yeah. He's going to be in my office at 6 o'clock. I'm going to call you. That moment was like a humongous turning point for me. I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. I felt different just waiting for the call. It was still like in my mind, like maybe not, maybe this is not what I should do. Maybe I don't want to do this. His name was Sam Ginelli. And that's going to be the first agent we ever talked to. He was explaining to us exactly what happened when he you know, met my attorney. The twins' attorney already had a trusted relationship with a DEA agent named Sam Ginelli. For Sam, someone from Chicago having information on the biggest drug lords in the world, sounded made up and he was suspicious. So he had to make a call to find out if the attorney was telling the truth. He said, I have an agent, the D agent's down there in Guadalajara. That's my friend. I work closely with him. Sam is like, hey, do you know anyone that could have ties to Chicago that would have any information on these people on the cartel? On Chapo Meyer Arturo? The D agent down there. Thought about it for a second, he was like, yeah. The Flores twins. He said, I was like, the Flores Then, you know, what? He said, you know, yeah, I know of them, but nah, they're, they're nobodies. He said, they're nobodies, no. They're moving a lot of weight. Everyone's talking about them here. And he said, are you for real? And he was like, holy shit. Holy shit, this is for real. Were you not scared that as soon as an agent in America spoke to an agent in Mexico, given the fact that half of the agents and half of the federales are controlled by the cartel, were you not scared about that? Yes, I was very scared. That was the risk that we were bearing, and that's what we didn't want. And that's exactly what was happening. I guess the agent needed to make sure that it was true. And I guess this is information that my attorney couldn't really give him. So we set up a call. We went back to our bathroom where we felt safe. It was just me and Peter. And we had the phone on speaker. And he talked to us on that phone, the phone that my attorney had. And he just said, hello, like, this is Sam Ginelli. I'm an agent with the Drug Enforcement Agency. We kept ourselves like, I'm sure you heard of us. And he's like, well, listen, like, how much information could you give us? And like, I could give you all the information you want. You know, I meet with Chapo, my Arthur, whenever I want. I said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go meet with them next week. He said, well, well, how does that work? I said, well, first we need to talk about like how this is going to work. And he 
like, and you could talk to, you know, you talk to them, you do business with them. We're like, yes. He said, my number one goal is that you guys remain safe. And we said, well, as long as no one knows, right? If we could just keep it quiet, you know, and like, for sure, that's the number one goal. And I'm going to talk to these attorney's office. I got to talk to people, higher ups, and see how we could do this. You guys are doing the right thing. You're coming on to the good side. Right before we hung up, he said, Welcome to Team USA. Welcome to Team USA. Team USA. That hurt. Yeah, how did that make you feel? Bad. Why? Not that, that the USA part, but the part where he's a team. I realized when we took that phone call, when we talked to our attorney the first time, that we became snitches. That we're turning our back on, on everything we ever known. It didn't make us feel good. I remember talking to the agent, and I remember him telling me, Pete, what I like to tell people about coming over to Team USA. I was like, Team USA? And it kind of made me think, like, what team am I on? And I felt like that was the biggest moment where I felt like a, a traitor, like right there just talking to him. My dad came into my mind. It's weird how I'm on the phone and I'm hearing him speak, but my mind is racing with all these different emotions, you know? And I said, look, man, I'm looking to make a deal. But I'm looking to make the best deal you ever made. He tells me, like, I could care less about some some guys on the south side selling drugs, you know? I said, I got three people for you. And I told him again, I got Chapo Mayo and Arturo Beltran. And he's like, he laughed. Really? Sarcastic laugh. And I felt like I wasn't getting through. Either they don't know who I'm talking about or they just don't believe it. And then that's what I want, though. If you could give me information that would lead to that, that's what I want. And we had some, like, conversations that were, like, they're vague to me because of what I was feeling was so overpowering, like, of nervousness, of, you know, guilt, fear. I told him, you know, I need to keep this between us because my life would be rich, my family's life is rich. And towards the end of the conversation, it wasn't long, he tells me, the one thing I could tell you is that what would be the most valuable thing you could do is start, if you can, documenting some of these conversations. I'm like, you're like, how? Like recording? Well, I can't necessarily tell you to do that right now, but yes, if you can. So I went to Radio Shack and bought a bunch of recording devices. Radio Shack was getting another florist twin as a customer. Pete went to the same Radio Shack and bought the same recorder that his brother Jay had originally used to record Lupe at Chapo's request. 
But this time, the recorder would be used to get Chapo himself on tape. What were the recording devices like? Like a silver one. What I remember, I had like an orange LED screen. And it had a USB connection to it. And then it was like a big blue one. Like the silver one was small, but the blue one was a little bit like bigger. And the first conversation I recorded was a shipment for like 400 kilos. And the feds were supposed to be like helping me coordinate this seizure. And how we were like still like rocky. It was rocky. Like they're telling me, come in. They want you to come in. Like turn yourself into the custody, you know, of the, the U.S. government. And then they'll let you go. I was like, no way. I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm not. That's definitely something I'm not doing. Oh, well, the office don't have the authority to, you know, to negotiate with a fugitive. I'm like, okay, thank you. Then let's move on, you know? Getting clearance, I guess, from the Department of Justice and, and things like that took some time. And when I was first trying to show them that I was serious, and I would give them like a load just to show them, okay, this is like my beginning. So give them one of your own loads? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to... What, hook them in? Hook them in. Make them want to understand, like, what we're capable of doing for them. They were, like, not able to promise me that my family would be kept safe or that my name would be off any kind of uh, documentation. And I was like, I can't do that, then. Like, if you get to go arrest people and put my name on it, then you blew my company and kill me. So I told mom, I've been getting these many, you know, I get two, three loads or two loads a week, eight, ten times a month, these many kilos. I told them, look, I got a load of 400 kilos coming. So they couldn't, like, get their stuff together. The next conversation we had was, like, maybe ten days later, and they're like, what did you do with the load? So what happened with the load? Like, it, it came, and what'd you do? And like, I sold it. And they were just quiet. What did they expect me to do? What would have happened if you hadn't have done that? Would it have blown your cover? Of course. Like, I think my, like, people don't understand when you're at operating at that level, like, there's no weekends off. The cartel sells drugs. That's what they do every day. Some people are in charge of killing people. Some people are in charge of, you know, corruption. Some people are in charge of moving the drugs. We sold drugs. And we're picking up shipments and dropping off money every day where, you know, there's something being transported, money, drugs, day in and day out. And it would have been so rare for me to be like, I'm not going to accept a load from you or I'm not going to. That just didn't happen. It just never happened. Especially not during the time where there's a war and they're telling you to pick sides. That was ridiculously stressful that you couldn't stop. I wish I could have just stopped and told everybody, you know what? Let me get some time to figure this out. But there was no pause button. And to tell them, like, hold on, don't send me no work or something, don't send me the cocaine, would have been like, made them be like, why? Are they choosing sides? So either way, whether it was made them suspicious of 
choosing sides or the feds, they would have just killed you as soon as there was some suspicion. Yeah, and it's sad to think that you could be so brave and be such a big shot in your own eyes or something and just be a sitting duck. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Took a lot of this talking back and forth, trying to find out how is this going to work. We were fugitives. The United States does not negotiate with fugitives. We couldn't actually talk about how would our agreement work. At one time, they wanted us to fly to the closest district and plead guilty. And then they would let us back out or something like that, you know, to cooperate. And that was not a chance that I me mean, and my brother were going to take. Like, you want me to go over there and, and plead guilty and come back with no deal? Like, we said, absolutely not. We had to make sure that when we were in Mexico and it was our lives and our families, that we were going to be in charge. We did need guidance. And I guess it turned out that since we were fugitives, they couldn't negotiate. So it was a good faith cooperation. 
we're going to be cooperating out of good faith and then see how it happens. And they really couldn't tell us what to do because then they'd hold the responsibility of our lives being in danger in our family's life. Technically, they couldn't do that and they didn't want to do that. So basically, it was like, okay, you're going to cooperate, but like, I can't tell you how to do it. So I used to be like, hey, well, listen, how do you want to do this? You, one of the agents wants to come with me to go see Chapel, and then I'm thinking Navy SEALs jump out the air, or like, what, what's going to happen? Oh, it doesn't work that way. They need to build a case. And their main focus was going to be Chapel. Arturo, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, Maya. Their main focus would be Chapel. We were just trying to do the right thing. It was like, kind of like not, no real guidance. They were worried about us, 100%. I never worried about the case, for sure. In order to hash out the details of the good faith cooperation, the feds and the twins would have to meet in person. In exchange for turning over Chapo, they wanted a visa for their brother and fugitive father to be able to live freely in the US. As far as Pete and Jay were concerned, that was a non-negotiable if there was to be a deal made. The feds sent a team of undercover agents down to Mexico. They want to come down and meet us. It's going to be a neutral spot. And I was nerve-wracking. What's a neutral spot? It was a neutral spot where they thought that we could go and be safe. And they could be safe. Did they pick that spot? Yeah, the first spot they picked was Cabo San Lucas. I guess they'll fit in, right, as tourists, and we would fit in there. I think that was a little bit hard. We had that conversation, who was going to go? I think that was even rougher than even thinking about who was going to go see Chapo, like if we had to decide we never met him. Like, who was going to go and sit down with the government? Did you and Pete sit and have that conversation? All four of us did. All four. Did you sit down in the bathroom again? Yeah, we're in the bathroom. We did Still, a lot of so, this stuff. Oh, and this carried on in the bathroom. Yeah, it, every chance we got was going to be the in the bathroom. bathroom. Thank God we had a nice bathroom. <laughs> and there was no washroom business going on either. It was just conversation. And I do recall my brother saying, I'm going to go, Jay. And he took that like responsibility. And he said, one of us have to go. And we can't risk both of us. He said, I'm going to make that trip. Because we're thinking that he could be arrested and, you know, who knows. Going to meet the feds was so, like, horrible. My first meeting, I got sick. Like, I was so, like, messed up. I got sick on the plane. I got on the plane, I got threw up. I got off the plane, I threw up. Because you're so anxious. Yeah, so anxious. I'm meeting the feds. And Viv's like super pregnant. It's an ugly time, man. Just telling my brother, like, just in case they don't let me go. It's scary. We're in a hotel where my attorney is staying at. I'm gonna leave Viv at the hotel alone. I'm like, I'm sorry. But just in case I don't come back, whatever it is, just go home. I go back to Chicago. You know, I leave there with this sense of heaviness again, you know, like these situations I put myself in and put her in. And we get in a taxi and I'm trying to get information from my attorney. 
And he's like, I can't. We don't know. And I remember walking into the hotel lobby, like looking around, and I see like people looking, you know? Reading their newspaper, like you think they don't do that, but they do. Walking up, taking the elevator to the hotel, and like that long hallway to the hotel room. And then just like knocking on the door. Also, it's behind the door, you know? Praying to God that that's one of the good doors I opened. You know, having the guy open the door and just looking at him. I go through, you know? And I remember I could see like a room full of people, you know, behind them. I remember him telling me right away, like, put your hands on the wall. And I'm like, uh-oh. And they frisked me just for any weapons. Then he's like, all right, go ahead. I was like, okay, I was waiting for handcuffs. And then he introduces himself, and I see everyone. And it's weird, you know? And they are kind of like looking at me like, looking at each other like really is this the guy and I noticed that even in those circumstances that they have guns and I'm like you didn't tell nobody I was here right and the guy's like I know you and he's looking like yeah I know you when he said that to me I'm like he knows me wait I said are you the guy from the gym? And he was like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, you don't know me? I said, you know my brother. I'm like, you're the one that drives that, you know, black expedition? He's like, yeah, how do you know that? I'm like, everyone knows that. My brother was going to the stupid gym and he tells me, man, there's a guy in there, man, he looks like a fed. He'd be working out and stuff, just looking around, but he has a, He'd been wearing a bear's sweater. He has like a bear's hoodie sweater, you know? I'm like, all right, then stop going to the gym, man. Just too bad. And like, stop going with the people too. Like, you're not gonna imagine him with the phones and everything. The next time Jay calls me, like, bro, it's the feds. That guy I told you about? Yeah, I followed him out. Like, he was in a black expedition with diplomatic plates. I'm like, stop going to the gym, man. You know, stop playing around with that. Just stop going to the gym. And this agent turns out to be the guy from the gym. Then he's nervous, like, how do you know what car I drive? And then I have to go through this. I'm like, wait, they know what kind of car you drive. They know what subdivision you live in because of your diplomatic plates. I said, there's one of you guys drive a Land Cruiser? And they're all, like, looking at each other, like... I'm like, one of you guys has pit bulls or something, right? And they're like, shocked. We kind of get into the conversations. I remember the first thing I talked to him about was like, look, I have, I have a lot of information for you guys, but I need to be reassured. I need you guys to know that I want, I want to promise that, that no harm is going to come to my family, that you're going to promise to keep them safe and that, that nobody in my family will be prosecuted for any of the crimes related to my drug trafficking. 
And it was like, you think we give a fuck about your family? I'm just saying, though, this is the number one thing. I don't want this to... I didn't come here for that. Kind of went through the story of, you know, to what degree am I involved in the cartel? And they would just look at each other. And when I would say that, and they're like, what do you think you move a month? Well, how much cocaine do you think you're receiving on a monthly basis? I'm like, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 keys or something. I can imagine like now the way that sounds. But at the time it was like, no big deal. I'm not saying it like no big deal, but it was just like your life, you know? They would look at each other. And they kind of explained to me their position. I remember the first time the prosecutor did threaten me a little bit, like he got a little like back up. I looked at my attorney like, this fucking guy doesn't know. I'm, you don't have to threaten me. I'm here to talk to you. There's nothing you can say that's gonna, you're not gonna put fear in my, like, I'm here to talk to you. I know what I'm looking at. What like, did he say? Like about life in prison. And I'm like, I'm here talking to you. Like, wait, what's wrong? I guess he had that in his mind, like, to like, get a little bit, like, show you who's boss in a way. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here talking to you. I came in here willing to speak to you. And of course, we discussed what I was interested in getting the best deal possible. You know, the talk of being truthful. I have a lot of information I come to realize that they're saying that, yeah, yeah, all that submarine talk and all that tons of cocaine and tens and fifties and millions of dollars. Yeah, it's good, but it's not good if we can't put a case around it. What we need is a solid case on Chapo Guzman. And we could get him with a recording that leads back to a drug seizure in Chicago. I promise you the best deal you can ever imagine. Like you get the best deal the government has ever given out. And I was like, that's it? Just against Chapel Guzman, like that's all you want? Like, and they were looking at me like I was crazy. I left there feeling like kind of weird because no plan. I'm thinking they're gonna come and be like, here, look at this, it's like a special pen with a GPS and a special like recording device. This is how you're gonna do it and we're gonna do this and we're gonna, and it, it wasn't like that. It doesn't feel good to me. They didn't really tell me nothing. Like we're kind of on our own a little bit. I went in there, I turned myself in with the hope that everything would be turn out for the best. And the only thing I had was that I provided extraordinary cooperation. I do remember like my brother calling. I want to know details. And I remember him saying, bro, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're lost. They're just lost. I don't know if this is a good idea. That didn't make us feel good. He was upset. He came back, he was just frustrated. He said, I asked them what they wanted. They said that they wanted a phone conversation with Chapo. And I was like, all right. And they looked at me, he said, how long do you think it'll take you? And he's like, 
Mom, give me a couple weeks. And they laughed. I said, bro, they laughed at me. He was so upset with that. He said, they made me write a diagram of where were we in the cartel. And he, he has a piece of paper, right? And he said, this is what I drew. And he writes the name Capo, Mayo, and ABL. And then he does three little sticks. And he puts P and J. Like, which part don't you understand? Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down a drug lord. Is hosted by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and me, Charlie Webster. Our producers are myself alongside Jackson McLennan. Research and editorial support is from Casey Hertz. Edit and sound design by Nico Palella. Original score by Ryan Sorensen. Executive produced by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and myself, Charlie Webster. If you'd like to know more about this story, head over to lionsgatesound.com. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson presents a Lionsgate Sound and G-Unit audio production exclusively for iHeart Podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.